I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio, with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms, and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. And welcome to another episode of Post-Conference Presser for Anfield Index. It's a massive game, isn't it, coming up, ladies and gents? Arsenal away on the Sunday, the Super Sunday, the half-four kickoff, British time. The Reds are still five points clear. The Reds still demolished Chelsea. And the Reds should be confident of going to the Emirates and getting a result. But as normal, ladies and gents, I will take you through Jurgen Klopp's Q's and A's. I'll take you through the clues from the other night against Chelsea. We'll talk about the threats briefly that Arsenal offer because we seem to be playing them forever, don't we? Uh, again, then the formation and lineup, and obviously that will be affected by some of the news in the press conference. So we'll get into it straight away. So the first question was Jurgen was asked about, you know, how are you doing well with rhythm and the players coming back and managing that challenge and keeping everyone happy? What did he say? That's not a challenge, but it's the first moment in a season when we have a luxury problem. There's more players available for different positions than we can start. This week, between Arsenal and Burnley, is the only one, I think, where we have no midweek game. So it's the only time we have that and we need all of them in good shape. We are lucky with the boys who are still available, the timings or who came back, like when Mackin was injured and Watari was there. When the left back was out, Costas was good, and he gave a few examples, which is absolutely true. We need them all, and I'm happy as a tough opponent, and it's even tougher going to Arsenal coming up. Yeah, it's, uh, it's an interesting 
interesting one, this, shall we say? I like the way you phrase it. It's a luxury problem. It's good to have. Liverpool never have luxury problems. Usually sometimes the last few years we're struggling to put people out and we've had a luxury problem. We had midfielders last season, but yeah, maybe the less said about that, the better, even when there was multiple fit. But it is a tough game. It's good to have certain players available and there's big decisions, which I will give you my thoughts on slightly later. So there was talked about the running and chance of opportunity and how that's discussed with the squad, which wasn't a bad question. He said, yeah, but I cannot add that. And he kind of did an impression of fans, which I thought was quite funny. He's like, can I say there's eight points between us and them? Everyone knows that. And he literally started talking like a fan of connotations and doing impressions, which was quite funny. That's outside talks and that's fine. Inside, we focus on game by game. We have to do that and try and win. That's all. It's difficult anyway. And Arsenal are more difficult, but we are in a good moment. The things we did well, we should pack it all into this. Yeah, I don't really know what people expect Jürgen to say on this. If you think back even to that 1920 season, pre-COVID and where we were doing and all everything was going so well, like our best ever start, they were so clear the players were not talking about this one game at a time. Even in that season a couple of years ago where we still ended in ultimate glory, but didn't, the way we talked about it and the players, like, just know it's game by game. So what else do you expect them to say? You know their mindset, you know the, resolu- the resoluteness of this team. That's what we expect. And speaking of mindsets, the next question was about Darwin Nunes, which led to a bit of a smile from me at first and then utter horror at what unfolded. So he's asked about, you know, don't miss it. Does it affect him? He said, of course it affects him. He's a human being. He knows he will have another chance. Like the penalty miss, that hit him. As a side story, the worst side story in the world, by the way, I don't know if he'll be available. Someone stepped on his foot and it was very painful. It was only when we took the boot off after that we saw that and he wanted to do that after, but he left the stadium in a boot and I'm not talking about a football broke. There's nothing broke. That's very clear. We have to see if we can get his foot back into a boot and we have to wait a little bit. I judge him for the assist for Lucho though because late in a game, super decisive, it was super important. He sees Lucho come in and that is outstanding football-wise. Not being bothered by a bad luck and we can talk about everything else after the game but stay in the game is what he did. I'm more than happy with him. Breaking for the record for hitting the crossbar is not a record that anyone wants to have but I am more than happy with him and that's what you should focus on Jurgen Klopp said it for the last few years that, and he said it a few times last year especially when we didn't have it the passport into this team as he said when asked about numerous is counter pressing Darwin's work rate the other night was absolutely outstanding and now we know with everything this was despite his foot clearly being in agony and having that issue as well so add that into the mix the mindset, he kept going despite what happened for 90 minutes. Absolutely sensational, I thought he was the other night. The disastrous news, though, that injury update. Makes him doubtful. You know, I see people tweeting already, oh, it's him out of here. It's like, he said we have to wait and see. It's about swelling, about getting a boot back on. Almost thinks you're back to, you hope he has a bit of that Suarez in him. When everyone remembers those Suarez years when he had a few knocks and Stevie G's autobiography when he talked about him. Didn't like going in the treating room. Borrowed Stevie G's boots once, even though a couple of sizes bigger because his 
foot had you know the swelling on it so let's just hope he's got that type of Uruguayan in him so to speak however you hope Darwin even if he just makes the bench which will come to my thoughts he's still there because he was sensational the other night and why other fans or why people in football wanted to hyper-analyse and make this bizarre agenda about anything to do with Darwin just absolutely baffles me beyond belief 11 goals 11 assists, a massive contribute. One of the main men, be clear on that, one of the main men for how we're going this season as well. I just do not get it, but hey-ho, there he is. That's what people think. Then he was asked about the chase, you know, how the, the mindset and his going, and he answered quite honestly, if we want to be around City, you have to win your football games, because they do. This is funny in this league. It's the time that City is dominating. That's just how it is. They're probably not playing their best season and they're only two points behind us. We could discuss that, but take it as it is. And we can discuss many things about Manchester City. We could discuss their team, their players, what we think, 115 probably different things realistically, but we are not going to talk about them. So final couple of questions. It was asked about the midfield and goals this season. It was referenced that last season there was 13 contributions. This season already there's 17. What did he say? The profile we wanted to sign was pretty clear. We wanted to have players that can play both directions, technically good, stuff like this. But it doesn't matter if the team's not playing to the highest level. The main subject that we said in pre-season, so I come back from the first day, is the team has to defend better. And that starts in the high line in the press, and they are all in. Everything has its time, and some of the best midfielders we ever had were here last year. We improved as a team again and found it or got back to our way. We want to be dominant in possession and that's the reason, that's all. Everybody in this team hated the goal. Chelsea scored and took Ali's clean sheet away. Love that. Profile clear. Yeah, the midfield, it was clear what we needed. Some of the things I know is that revisionism or history. We know the situation, but what I did like about what he said and it's right, everyone, everyone has defended better. And I'll talk about this in Chelsea across all the lines. Everyone is working hard. That's about, it's not just the midfield. Yes, the midfield has serious legs now and serious players in there. But it's the legs, isn't it? It's defending better. Sensational. We really are good. If you can't be happy, I can't help you right now. So was asked about more late goals than any other team. Said it was easy. We'd have done it before, like last season. We've almost got forced into it and we've had red cards, we've been 1-0 down, all these kind of things. I don't have to tell the boys all these old stories from 16, 17 when this happened, but look at this year, turning things around, Newcastle around from behind, Bournemouth 2, playing one of the best games I ever saw with nine men against Tottenham, so it was outstanding. So we make the right conclusions and we're taking the right things out of it. I cannot say we are working on late goals goals specifically but we've scored quite a few from the bench and there's quality coming on and the five subs definitely helps see how sharp the brain is still no matter what saying about him in going to everything he said absolutely spot on the late subs the quality from the bench the games that he recounts not the way he's introduced it the, the red cards and he's talked about it before Jürgen hasn't he the circumstances have almost accelerated this Liverpool 2.0 and made them grow together. So there has been a, a beneficial element to that, but everything he said there, absolutely sensational. Yeah. Then it was Jotter and 
a couple of questions still about players. So Jota and Maka. So he was asked about Jota's finish and he said, he just has it. He's a complete package. It's a few injuries at the wrong time. And Diogo gets knocked like crazy. I like this. The first time he's talked about this element, the reports over the year that I get about players, he's in each one, be it with a bruise, a knock, and he really gets hurt. If he wasn't out for so long, his numbers would look so different. He's literally flying in the moment. He looks fresh. He looks explosive, an extremely smart footballer. If the world looks to one country, it's Portugal because the amount and the kind of people to the football world in comparison to their numbers as people, it's really specialised. It's their game understanding. From the first moment I saw him at Wolves, I was excited and he can play all three positions for us up front. That's how it is with strikers. He can surf on the wave. Yeah, we love him. Arsenal hate him. Diogo Jota, the number 20. I mean, the other night, from the forward line, I was in that stadium. He just watched him for bits. He was orchestrating things in the forward area so much, dropping deep, moving people into positions. He's, as he said, Jürgen said, his football intelligence is insane. And speaking of Knox, I was terrified because he had it on the foot, if you remember, against Chelsea for the penalty when the physio came on. And twice during that game, he went to the sideline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Twice, people forget that. I was terrified, I'll be honest. Especially more terrified afternoon as but that's a different conversation. But he was terrified in regard, or I was terrified, sorry, in regards to keep going there because he does get knocks and he's had ones that keep him out for a while. He's also can tend to be a streaky player, Diogo Jota. He can go on massive runs, can't he? Where he goes, you know, goals and assists all the time. And then people think to that one after City a good few years ago, he just went blank for many, many games. Then he came back and from that Leeds game when he first scored, been really hit, shall we say, since then. But again, small injuries. That's what you want to avoid with Jota. If you can get him in that streaky element, he is almost unplayable. He really is. And the final question he was asked was about McAllister and how he's playing the six and if he's impressed. Very. I'm over about the moon about this. And I could say the same thing about Argentina players like I did for Portugal. Mac is like a football doctor with how his family's analysed games as kids, with his dad, his brothers, his uncles. Could not thank his father enough. The way he plays is very special. He's very smart and his contribution for us is extremely important. The thing is, everyone wants to write a book at individual players and that's fantastic. They are all good. They are really, really good. This is the best league in the world and we are top of the table. Are there any bad players in this team? No. 
I answer your questions, but my job is not to reflect on what they did or played and how good looking they are. It's about us digging deep and going for it with these fantastic players. It's always consistency again and again and again. And I get it. You still answer the questions. You keep asking about players. And it is one thing to think about because he was stiffy last season when it wasn't going well and we talk about players in the other side. So, you know, we, we can't be too unthankful. It's great hearing Wax Lyrical and even if he's being asked about the same players, I love the fact sometimes he just adds a little snippet like Jota in the reports and how he sees things of, of certain players. You just get a little bit more even with the Darwin, the mindset and give us that insight into did it affect him. It's it's those small little things that, that I love you might not personally some of it is repeats, and but it's going to be understandable to ask about those players. It's understandable that there's been questions asked about Connor Bradley, isn't there, after the other night? Of course there is. But at least we're talking about it in a good light. So a positive press conference, uh, not good news about Darwin. We'll have to see on that, and I'll, I'll talk through my predicted lineup. But let's go back to that Chelsea game the other night. I was there. The team was brilliant. The atmosphere was brilliant. The result was brilliant. 4-1. I mean, Jota, Bradley's first goal, Zabozlai header, Luis Diaz from Darwin. Two assists from Connor Bradley as well. Honest thoughts on that. We were sensational. The only, only small blemish of any kind is the goal. That's the only thing you can say. All this nonsense about Chelsea or penalty. We destroyed them. Okay? They didn't just leave the mascot at Anfield. They left their soul at Anfield. We absolutely destroyed them. Let's be clear on that. Let's also be clear that the forward line was brilliant. Nunes, Diaz, Jota ran Chelsea's defence ragged. How many times did they pinch it higher up the field? Yeah? They looked deadly. All this talk about Nunes and the obsession of you, like, if you want to let other fans get to other teams, let them bother you. They all won't mind Darwin Nunes is at least an option. Just be crystal clear on that. 11 goals, 11 assists. Brilliant. Brilliant goal with Diaz. Maybe my favourite in one way, although you can argue it's better goals, I get that, but my favourite, just that Diaz, the Nunes one. I know people are going to be saying the third, aren't they, for everyone touched it. I get that completely because that was a sensational goal, but that was a highlight reel performance. That is one. Stick the IV into your arm and download the content. Give me the content in a drip. We all did the same. We want to see the goals again. We want to see the performance again and again. From all the players, pretty much everyone was sensational. Alisson was having a fag. That's why he was annoyed. He's having a fag and a Kit Kat and he got interrupted when we raised some stupid presses and let Chelsea in for one goal. He's also probably annoyed that he actually got off his arse to move for Mudrick and didn't waste time just watching him sky it. But that's a different conversation. Talking about playing their way in or out, it's the fullback conundrum now, isn't it? That's the one. I mean, a lot of the players and the injury to Darwin affects this, but pretty much everyone else, you're saying, well, you're not going to drop them, are you? You can't. You'd be knocking, they'd be knocking on your door quite rightly after this. The fullback situation is fascinating now because Bradley was man of the match. Connor Bradley has four goals, sorry, four assists and a goal. Well, man, four goals as well. Four assists and a goal in his game so far. Unbelievable. He's been man of the match in three, officially. Unbelievable. Joe Gomez has been brilliant at left-back. He was brilliant the other night. 
they play Saka on the right wing. This is a conundrum and a half because let's still not just dismiss the experience of Trent and Robbo. Let's not dismiss their quality. Let's also not dismiss that on that left side, Robbo made a few crosses, you know, that caused danger as well. That type of thing that Nunes hits the bars from his cross. Let's also not dismiss that maybe the four subs wasn't the best thing, shall we say. It did destabilise us as they got up to speed of the game in that regard. I'm not sure he'll make four subs again in a row unless he's desperate. But the situation, you could argue, 3-0, I understood it. So that's the debate, isn't it? Play their way in and out. Everyone else will argue. Can't draw me now. And I get that. So we'll talk about that shortly. We won't spend long on this, the Arsenal threats. I mean, we played them in the FA Cup. We know what they are. We know that we know Saka, Martinelli. We know that the Havertz issues, the Jesus issues, what Jesus scores against. All these things we know. We know they're five points off us. We know this is a massive game. We know it's tough because of where we're going to the Emirates. We know we'll get chances. We know they'll make chances. Maybe it comes down to who takes them. But it will be a very tough game. And there are threats that way. There are threats because it could feel a bit after the Lord Mayor's show, so to speak. We're buzzing. We've got to keep that same energy and intensity. I mean, we ran nine kilometres further than Chelsea. Insane. It's a big ass with a short turnaround, isn't it? Arsenal's desire. It's just a difficult place to go. City and United have lost there. So they're threats. And you look back to their game the other night. There's, there's elements there, isn't it? They can turn it on like Forrest 2-1. Forrest keeper was absolutely guff, but they've got goals in that team, as we saw Jesus and Saka getting on. But then you also saw the this wild praise. And I be clear, I like Sleeper as a player. I think he's a great centre-back, I do, being objective. But all this godlike territory, these weird gunners have tried to confer him above Van Dijk. I mean, look how much I only owned him for the goal as well. So there are things to target there. However, they are a threat and it's a tough game. No doubts. So what about the formation in the lineup, people? I think a lot of this is easily dictated, but there's some there's some tough calls here, aren't they? This is how I honestly see it. Alison Zinets, BBD and Canata at centre-back. You do not change that at all. It's the full-back, isn't it? I actually feel disgusted for saying this. And I mean that, and I wouldn't be disappointed if it's a different decision, but I said I'd keep Conor Bradley for Chelsea. I would bring Trent back in for this. It's tough bit of experience. And you could all be screaming, and quite rightly, I'd have to take pelters about how you're dropping in form, keeping the shirt, look at how he's done, look at how he did it against Martinelli when he came on. I would take all of that. You, you couldn't deny it or counter it. Well, in a way, you counter it that Trent was sensational at the Emirates. Think how he played with the injury he got there as well, but he was our man of the match in that game. People ignore that. He's done well against Martelli. Martelli's also you know, got the better on a few occasions, you think back to the other season. But I would start Trent. Left back, Gomez for me. I would start Gomez. He played in a few. He's experienced. He's quick. Robbo, again, going forward was decent, but it's just getting back up to speed 
I thought that was the best way of putting it a few defensive times. He's a bit uncertain. You know, Gomez is flying. He's in form. He's handled Saka before. He's got pace. Gomez and Trent would be my fullbacks. Midfield, if they're fit, you do not change that. Jones, McAllister's a boss like. Keep it that simple. You do not change that if they're fit. They will all need their legs. We will need the subs. The forward line. I did want to change this. Just to be clear, I did not want to change this. And I'm hoping this doesn't come to fruition that Darwin can start. But based on what we've heard, and he didn't rule him out, just to be clear, but I suspect Darwin Nunes drops to the bench and Cody Gakpo comes in. And then, again, you can interchange them because somebody said, is Gakpo going to start in the centre? Is Gakpo going to move to the left? I think Gakpo may start on the left. But they interchange, don't they? Jota has that intelligence. Diaz on the right. I wish it was Nunes, but I do think he'll be on the bench. I hope I'm wrong, but we'll see. And the final prediction is normal. The score and scorers. I'm going to go 1-1. Diogo Jota. I want us to win, and we should be hopeful. Some will say confident. I wouldn't say confident, but should have the confidence of going there, but winning is a different thing altogether. People say that how they see it. But my gut is telling me, 1-1, Diogo Jota to score our goal. Probably ask yourself, honestly, would you take a 1-1? It's not a disaster. It's a tough place to go with the Emirates. I know people say, and I agree, you know, you feel this. If you win, you're going cock-a-hoop, but there's no counting any chickens or getting ahead of ourselves, any platitude you wish to mention here. 1-1, Diogo Jota for me. It won't be long till Sunday. It won't be long if we find out how the Reds going, it won't be long until we find out if Darwin Nunes is fit for this one. But ladies and gents, enjoy your weekend. And that was another post-conference presser for Anfield Index. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.